hear and do. I believe God has designed our relationship with him to be simple. And he simply wants us to just be in a place to where whatever he speaks, we can respond. He speaks, we respond. I believe this word is going to change your life and change the course of how you work with God and how your relationship is developing. Hope you enjoy it. Well, you know, we've been, again, if we don't, if we don't know about hear and do now, I just don't know. Hear and do, hear and do, hear and do what we have heard God telling us to do, not revel in the fact that we were able to hear, but then that we step out on it, and then, too, that we not be, be fearful about uh, what God is asking us to do, and that we don't try to jump ahead and get all, try to get God to give us the whole plan. Give me the whole plan, God, so I can do this, but that we learn and we develop such a relationship with God uh, and communing with the Holy Spirit that when we hear, we just do it. We hear and we do. And we do those things that God is telling us to do because, what, we good over here, right? We're going to do it God's way because we good over here. We, we see what you're doing, and, and, that's, and that's great, but I'm not you and you're not me, so I got to hear what God is saying and speaking to me. To do, And so I thus have to have a, a good relationship with him in order to do that. We're going to look at two ladies in the Bible tonight, Mary and Martha. And, um, you know, a lot of times when we look at it, we look at Martha and we give her kind of a bad rap. But uh, she's not li- unlike a lot of people in the body of Christ in actuality. So let us go to the book of Luke chapter 10 and verse 38. We'll look at the New King James Version. And... Uh, Amen. (laughs) Luke chapter 10 and verse 38. It says, Now it happened as they went that he entered, speaking of Jesus, entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, this is in quotes, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. (laughs) Then he goes on to say, and Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. So when we're looking at Martha, she wasn't doing anything that was unusual. She wasn't doing anything bad. You know, she had a guest in her home, and she wanted to service them. She wanted to make sure everything was right. I mean, many of us, if, if you know, if we have somebody important coming, we want to make sure everything is right. We have the best china out. We do our best dishes. Uh, make sure the house is clean. Tell the kids, don't bring no toys out. Everything's got to be just right because we have a special guest, and then you want to make sure that the food is good. So, you know, you're looking around, making sure that when they taste everything, they have a smile on their face. So Martha's not doing anything. that many people wouldn't do. And actually, Jesus didn't criticize her for doing it. But he looked at her and he says, but, you know, you've chosen the part you want to do. You want to do work. He said, but Mary wants to sit and listen to what I have to say. And he says, and and if there's a choice, she chose the better part. So don't, you know, don't complain about the fact that she's chosen the better part, 
a thing to do. And let me say this, Martha, not Martha, but Mary was doing something that wasn't done back then. When the men talked together and were learning and talking about things, the women were not allowed to be there. So here Jesus is breaking a mold. He's like, no, it's okay for Mary to sit and hear what I have to say. So when I look at Jesus and the fact that we're supposed to hear and do, there's some things that Jesus is and the Holy Spirit is going to direct us to do that don't look like the norm. It don't look like what, you know, everybody else is doing or what, what, what uh, in, in this case, held women in bondage because, you know, you, know you, you, don't, you don't get to listen. You don't get to hear. But he was saying, oh, no, she chose to hear. So, Mary, I'm not going to take that away from her. I'm not going to take away from her, her decision to hear what I have to say to learn from me. Let's go to uh, Mark chapter 10 because also he is not saying don't serve. So, you know, there's some people, you know, the body of Christ sometimes is so extreme <laughs> in the fact that, okay, well, then that must mean we don't serve. We just need to be listening. We need to just listen and what is being said. I, I need to just sit and listen, so I'm, I'm not going to serve in church no more because I need to make sure I hear from God, so I'm not going to listen. So let's look at Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10 and verse 42. It says, and who, whoever gives one of these little ones, I'm reading the wrong scripture. I knew I was going to put that up there. Get it right here. Let's go to, I got to read and go to translation. Let's go to John chapter 13. When I was looking at that, never mind, I'm having a conversation with myself. Uh, <laughs> John chapter 13 and verse 12. And it says, so when he had, speaking of Jesus, had washed their feet, taken his garment and sat down, he said to them, do you know what I have done to you, you call me teacher and Lord, and you say, well, for, for, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. So he's saying you need to serve one another. So he's not saying don't serve. He's saying, yeah, you need to serve because I'm a servant. Let's look at uh, Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, starting at verse 6. He says, this is Paul writing, he says, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith or ministry, let us use it in our ministry. He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, who who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. So he's telling us that when we do things, when, we're, when we even have a, a gifting and anointing and a talent upon our lives, we're supposed to do it in order to serve the body of Christ. It's a servanthood. Sometimes we look at it as status. Sometimes we look at it as a position. He said, but no matter where you are and what you're doing, and no matter what gift or what talent that you have, no matter what I've gifted you with, he says, you're doing it to serve. It's a means of your service. So that takes a whole nother attitude on the fact that, you know, I need to be up speaking behind the podium. No, we're serving. 
This is our means of servanthood. This is not a means of uh, position because we're supposed to be serving one another in whatever calling that God has given us. Amen. So we look at, again, our gifts and our talents as servanthood. Let's look at Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 23. He says, and whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. So he's saying that, when, when, you, when you do anything, work, whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord. Uh, I think it was uh, Pastor Brian was teaching, and he was talking about the children of Israel complaining. And he says, in actuality, they were complaining against God. And he reminded us that when we're complaining about we, they don't, they're not treating us fair on this job, they didn't give me a raise on this job, if God is Lord of the increase, and we're supposed to be his children. And in actuality, we're complaining against God. What we're saying is, God, you, you didn't give me an increase. Amen. So he tells us we need to serve as unto the Lord. You know, habits would change a lot if we realized that we were serving God when we do things. I, I believe people's mindsets would, would change. I believe if this was... Uh, the church of Jesus Christ, and when I say that, like Jesus Christ actually materialized and stood on this podium, stood behind this podium, it's a lot of stuff we wouldn't have to tell people to do. People would be smiling at people at the door. They'd be picking up paper. This, this, this is Jesus' church. We can't have no paper laying around. This is a church of excellence because this is Jesus' church. And, you know, we don't want Jesus seeing us. I got to get to church. Oh, I didn't say it. You said it. And I got to bring my, my Bible, my iPad. I can't just be showing up any kind of way. And I can't be texting my friends doing the message. Because Jesus knows everything. <laughs> and he knows that I am surfing the internet while I'm just saying. But God said, the word says that we're supposed to do everything is unto the Lord. So when you take that attitude, you know what? You'll become a better worker. You'll become a better worker. Things that, things, things that people do that aggravate you and irritate you won't do, won't, it, it, it won't, because, you know, I'm doing this as unto the Lord, not unto you. I'm serving God, not you. I do an excellent job because I'm serving God, not you. Why am I the best employee? Because I serve God and not you. I'm not really trying to please you. I'm hearing and doing. I'm hearing and doing. <laughs> Praise God. So Jesus wasn't, he wasn't telling Martha it was wrong. He was just telling her that, you know, Mary decided that while I'm here, let me take advantage of the fact that I'm here. And we can take from this as well. Uh, sometimes we are distracted with many things. We are distracted. We, we know we need to study. We know we need to read. We know, we know these things. But then we sometimes say, well, as soon as I finish this, 
or as soon as I make this phone call, or as soon as I talk to this person, or I'm just going to run up to the store for a little while, or let me just do this. And then, so you know what you say, so I won't be distracted by the other stuff that I and do you know, if we get with God, we probably, we may not even need to do some of the stuff we were going to do. Or God may tell us a different way to do it. So we don't, we don't want to get to the place where we do allow uh, distractions. And sometimes you have to work at it. I mean, I have to work at it sometimes. It's like, Deborah, stop doing that. You know, because I'll think, well, it'll just take, you know, for me, I'm like, man, how long will it take to wash clothes? It ain't going to take that long. And listen, y'all, I got this cool washer and dryer on the side <laughs> that can wash clothes in 15 minutes. I love it. My children had to talk me into it, but I was like, I don't need to wash 15 minutes, but I can't tell you how many times I pushed that button said 15 minutes. And then the dryer would dry it at 15 minutes, too. Yes, I know. <laughs> that was God. That was Jesus leading me. <laughs> He knew <laughs> that I'd be saying, let me get this load of clothes in, right? Oh, man, talking about people twisting the word. But anyways, um, so serving is not unimportant. It actually is very important in the body of Christ. Let's look at John, John chapter 11. <laughs> John chapter 11 and verse 20. And I'll read this out of the... Uh, King James. It says, then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was, was coming, went and met him. Now, this is uh, an account with Mary and Martha where Lazarus, their brother, has died. So uh, it says, then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary sat still in the house. Let me tell you something else concerning this. Uh, tradition said that once someone died, you stayed in the house for seven days. So here Martha is. Breaking another rule, breaking another tradition, breaking because she heard that Jesus was coming. So here it is. Uh, it says, then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou had been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Jesus said unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? She said unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. Who did that sound like? Peter, because it was revealed to Peter. Now it's being revealed to Martha. So obviously Martha got the message somewhere along the line because now she is saying something that, don't, that most people don't know. She's saying, Jesus, you are the Christ. You are the Messiah, the one. And here she is. She, and so I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, hear and do, hear and do. Somewhere along the line, Martha stopped working so hard and started hearing what Jesus had to say to the point where she comes to the same revelation that Peter had. And coming to the same revelation that Peter had, remember Jesus said to him, he said, upon this rock, I will build my church. 
upon this revelation, upon your knowing who I am. So now here it is. Martha know who Jesus is. So she follows him back to the house. And we know the end of the story. Lazarus is raised from the dead. Hallelujah. Hearing, doing, responding to what God is saying, responding to what Jesus is saying. And, you know, uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but Jesus told them both. He says, didn't I tell you that if you believed in me, that, you know, you would see some ex extraordinary things happen. If you would trust me, you're going to see some extraordinary things happen. If you hear and do what I'm telling you to do, some extraordinary stuff is going to take place concerning you. Because he asked both of them the same question. Because he was there not just to, to, to perform something, but he, he brought them into the realization of something that was true. That he was able to raise the dead. He brought them into a, a revelation uh, uh, and an experience. They were, let's put it this way, they were experiencing a revelation. And God wants us to experience revelation, not just have revelation. So that's why it's important that we hear and do. That we, I guess y'all said, Pastor Brian, Pastor Jefferson, keep saying, hear it. We want it to ring in your ear so that when you hear something, automatically your brain is going to say, I have to do that. And prayerfully, it will pass your brain, jump right into your spirit, and you'll get the, I can't help it, but I got to do it. And you would have done it before you had time to analyze it. Because, you know, normally it's usually us, with it's time. It's the time we have to bring in natural thoughts that cause us not to respond to what God is saying. We start comparing it against some natural stuff. You know, we, or, or we talk ourselves out of it. It's like, well, um, I don't know uh, whether I should. Okay, I'll go ahead and use a real live example. Uh, not this past Sunday, but the Sunday before. Um, I knew God wanted me to pray for people. Or let me put it this way. I knew God wanted to do something special in the service, something different in the service, but I didn't know what. And so uh, I was sitting there, and I was like, okay, God wants me to pray for people. And I said, well, Pastor Brian is talking. He hadn't finished the message yet. And every time I thought he was kind of getting to the end, then he would say something else. And so, and so eventually, it, it, the, 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 I guess I don't know how the nudging, the urging went away. And I was like, oh, okay, well, this was to be for another time. And so I was sitting there, and I thought, hmm, I don't know. And you know how time is high, second service, everybody need to go. Okay, well, I'll just, I'll just sit here. I'll just sit here. And then I sensed again, and I thought, I don't know what he's saying, but I have got to get off of this seat and go tell him what God has said. And so I did, but I was, in, I was reasoning initially. I was reasoning. I was like, you know what? It's late. I mean, pray for people. I mean, you know, how many people are going to come up? How long is that going to take? Uh, and even, what if you're wrong? 
What if, what if that's not what he's telling you to do? Maybe that's just a feeling that you're having and you just want to, you, you know, you want people, you want, you, maybe you want something extra special to happen in the service today. So you sitting here, you making it. I'm telling you, all kinds of thoughts will keep you from moving and doing what God says because it, it, it's, it's almost like it's not even in order. You all understand? That's not on the program. We didn't talk about praying for people. And then you want me to pray for people? You want me to have other people to come up and help me pray for people? How many people going to come? I'm just saying that we, <laughs> I'm telling you, we, I'm telling you, I was having a little moment right there, me and God. And so, you know, our relief is, I'm just going to pray in tongues. I'm praying this wrong, I'm praying in tongues. <laughs> it's funny because Pastor Rashida said, I saw you and heard you praying in tongues. <laughs> I'm trying to pray down low. Is this, is this you, God? Is this really you, God? But anyways, well, those of you who were here saw what took place. Indeed, God wanted me to pray for people. And so, uh, but again, it's hearing and doing. But I know from experience that God doesn't continue to do that because he know you heard him. I, I know that for a fact because I'm, I used to, you know, okay, God wanted me to do something. I get sweaty palms, all kinds of little physical things would happen to me. And then after a while, God would tell me to do something. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. You know, I'm waiting for the feeling. I'm just wanting to help you guys out. I'm waiting for the feeling. I'm waiting for the emotion. I'm waiting for it all to take place so that I'll know it's God. And I was like, God, is that you? Did I hear anything? God, is that you? Didn't hear anything. Ask him again, God, is that you? He said, you heard me the first time. <laughs> I'm serious because <laughs> hearing and doing is not, the correspondence is not always feeling. It's a, I heard you and let me do it. And I know the fear of thinking that you're wrong, but you know what? I, I, I don't think anybody would have held it against me if I just came up and prayed for people. You all understand what I'm saying? It's not, it's not going to hurt anything. And if you do it out of the integrity of your heart, then God will bless you because of what you are doing. If it's not, you know, I just want to be seen, I just want to be heard. As long as it's not a selfish motive, you're going to be okay. And, and, and I'm, I'm praying that you're getting encouraged to do what you hear and not be afraid and not be questioning it and not be, you know, I don't know, what if those people are going to think? Or what are they going to say? How are they going to feel about me? Uh, they going to think I'm crazy, especially when you're doing it for people who don't, you don't know. You know, perfect strangers and God is telling you to do something for. And you don't know whether they know God, don't know God, because our first thing is, you know, we want to, you know, do you know God? Because if, if you know God, you'll understand what I'm about to do. Well, what if they don't? So we got to stop reasoning like that because the things that God wants us to do. And so we have to be comfortable with hearing his voice and doing what he's saying. So again, uh, Martha, who initially Jesus is saying to her, Mary chose a better part. Now here she is. She has a revelation that Jesus is actually the Messiah. Let's look at uh, John chapter 12. John chapter 12. Verse 1. John chapter 12 and verse 1. Then Jesus 
six days before the Passover, came to Bethany. Now, this is a week before Jesus is going to be crucified. He says, then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany where Lazarus was, which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. There they made him a, a supper, and Martha served. Served. When I looked up that word served here, it meant deacon. She was serving as a deacon. So it says, as Martha served, uh, but Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. Then, excuse me, then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Then said one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him, why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the bag and, <laughs> and bear what was put therein. It's <laughs> like, I carry the money, and that looked like a waste to me. And if that money had been put in this bag, then I'd have some more funds. <laughs> It says, then said Jesus, let her alone against, against the day of my, bury, my burying has she kept this. For the poor always ye have with you, but me ye have not always. So what is happening here is Mary, I don't know if Mary actually knew, I don't really think she did, what was about to take place in just one week, but the Holy Ghost did. And because she'd been with Jesus, she was open to hear what was necessary to be done. So this is this, so she anoints Jesus for his burial, and this is a thing that was supposed to be done just because she kept hanging out with Jesus. See, when you look at this, you, you, uh, Jesus would often stop by their house. So it wasn't that they didn't know who Jesus was. They knew who Jesus was, and they welcomed him in, his, in their home. So they listened, and they heard. And so she is just responding to something that's going to happen according to Scripture. So I'm telling you, when, and, and, and see, people who are not in tune, look at what they said. What is she doing? She's wasteful. Why would she pour all that oil on his feet? That is just a waste of time. She could have she been thinking about the poor. You know, and people tell you stupid things like that. They'll tell you you ought not to do something, you should not do this, and that's a waste. Did you calculate the cost? And um, I'm reminded of uh, when Greg and I purchased a, a, a Cadillac, and one of the young men in my office, I worked for General Motors at the time, but um, one of the uh, young men in the office came up to me. He says, so I hear you're getting a car. And I said, yes. He said, what kind are you getting? And I said, I'm getting a Cadillac. And he looked at me. He said, don't y'all go to church? I said, yes, we go to church. I mean, <laughs> he said, well, instead of spending all that money on a Cadillac, y'all could have been feeding the poor. And I responded, I believe it was the Holy Ghost. I'm going to say it was the Holy Ghost. <laughs> He'll let me know if I'm lying on him. Uh, and I said, how do you know I'm not feeding the poor out of my Cadillac? I'm just saying people, people say, because they don't understand what you're doing. 
this, this for us, for Greg and I to purchase this Cadillac, how it all worked out and how it all panned out was miraculous for us. So he didn't know the, the experience we went through while God showed us that he could bless us from what seemed like a poor situation and start to elevate us and see the goodness of God. He didn't know any of that, yet he came and spoke without knowing what was actually happening with us. And the faith that we had to, to use in order to, to get to where we were and the faith we had to use in order to get this vehicle and the challenges that came behind, he didn't know any of that. Only thing he was doing was looking at surface things and speaking. So that's why it's important that you, you, you hear what God has to say and you respond to what he has to say regardless of what people are saying. You know, God is good. If you're wrong, he will correct you. Because he loves us. So we can't be afraid in these days and in this season and this time to hear and do. And I'm telling you, the number of people that will be impacted as a result of us not analyzing is going to amaze us. It's going to amaze them. We're going to be like a wonder. And the only thing, what are those people doing? They hearing and doing. They may even say some of that stuff they're doing over there is kind of unorthodox. And can you, can't you see that Jesus was always doing stuff? <laughs> you know, now listen, we are peculiar people, but we're not weird people. And let me just throw that out there too. We are peculiar, but not weird. So, you know. <laughs> But I'm just saying that it's, 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 it's so important, you know. I, um, I guess I just kind of glanced over there and, you know, looked at music, and I'm thinking, I mean, I know you guys read music, but God may tell you to play a different note. It may be a different sound. You have to do it. We'll be okay if it sounds bad a couple of times, but I'm just saying... <laughs> But I'm just, but I'm, I'm just saying we gotta be, we gotta get free, we gotta be, we gotta be free to do what God is telling us to do. We gotta be free. We can't just, you know, just ah. Uh. God, the Bible says that God was going to. Um, he talks about the manifold differences in God. And this is the way I see it. I see it like uh, a kaleidoscope. How many of you know what a kaleidoscope is? How many of you don't know what a kaleidoscope is? Okay, that's okay. Let me tell you what it is. When we were younger, <laughs> this used to be this tube that they would make that you can, there was a little hole in the top of it. When you looked in it, you saw a prism. But every time you turned it, it changed. It, it never was the same because it kept showing the different facets. And that's the way God sees us as, as demonstration. To, he, said to, he said to demonstrate to the principalities and powers the manifold differences of God. He says, I'm going to do it in the church. I'm going to do it in the church. I'm going I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to have you do some things that look different than things you may have done before. I'm going to ask you to, 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 to be a part of something that maybe you may not see anything quite like that. 
But because you're learning to hear and to do, it won't move you and it won't phase you. And I will truly be able to show my manifold differences to the world. And we'll be, you, you'll be able to capture more people because you decided not to put me in a box. You decided to let me be on display through you. Not you be on display, but I be on display through you. So that I can prove that I am God to everyone who has eyes to see and ears to hear. They can't help but see that something is going on with that group of people. So we have to, we have to loosen up the reins. And what in my mind, I see like tie, you know how people tie things down. You see these, these cords and they got a stake in the ground so they can't move. That's the way they do elephants. And when they do it for so long, then the elephant, even when you take the stakes out, won't go any further than that. And God said, I didn't, I didn't put stakes on you. I didn't tie you down to make you not be able. I wasn't trying to train you to stay in a box and in a place. You put those restraints on me. You put, you did the restraints. You held me back. You said I can't go any further. You said I can't do more. You said that I can't do this and I can't have that. That's not what God said about us. Hallelujah. And hearing and doing is all a part of practicing, of pulling up those stakes and finding out you can go further than you thought you ever could go. You can do more than what you ever thought you could do. Glory to God. That when we speak on God's behalf, understanding, we're not trying to convince anybody of anything. Guess who does the convincing? The Holy Ghost. Not us. So you don't have to come up with the fancy words. You don't have to have all the, the, the eloquent language. You don't have to know uh, uh, 12-letter words. You don't have to know that. Because if it's God who's moving, if it's the Holy Ghost that's causing the change, then if you just say what he says, he'll, he'll ride on the words. The Holy Ghost will ride on the words. And he will cause the change. He'll cause the change in attitude, mindsets, thinking. Hallelujah. So Jesus had to remind Martha of who he was. And you know what? He, he, didn't, he, he, he had to remind her, and she told him who he was. She said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. The Christ, the son of the living God. And he wants us to recognize him as that. That's who I am. I am the Christ, the son of the living God. I came to set the captives free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. I think I've worked myself up. It's, you know, and it's good that when you go to church, you be like, tell me something to do, God. Tell me something. I'm going to do it. Tell me something. Give me an assignment. You know, it's like, I'll pick up the piece of paper. I know I heard God say, pick up that piece of paper. I know I heard him. <laughs> and, though, and it reminds me of uh, when uh, I first started learning about faith. Oh, man, I know uh, Pastor Brian talked about that. I thought I could walk on water. I don't, I don't know if there's many Christians who hadn't attempted to <laughs> step out and, and see 
if we really could skim across the water. But just believe in God for parking spaces. Yeah. Believe in God for a particular seat. Just, just, you know, just. And God wants us to, to, to not be us this time, but practicing hearing. Yeah. If, if, yeah. if you can understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Did you say something, God? Did, did you all understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And just hearing and doing and hearing and doing and responding quicker. Hallelujah. Oh, man. Didn't that sound good? Don't it sound good? I mean, in the, in the little things. In the little things. Because if you're frightened to do a little thing, what makes you think you're going to do a big thing? You'll be running in the opposite direction. <laughs> like, I know you're not talking to me. You plug up your ears. Nah! Can't do that. But if we, if we practice in the little things, you know, uh, whatever, whatever they may be. I don't know what they may be. God may tell you to get up in the morning and pray in the kitchen. Don't pray in your bedroom. That's what I mean. Little. Just that little. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. Always remember, you can connect with us via our app, you can connect with us online, or you can join us here for one of our services on Sundays or Wednesdays. But we just thank you that we had the opportunity to impart a word into your life.